0: The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. I can't do it right, man. Can you do it for me? Hoop Thank you. That feels better. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, everybody? It's not scissor day. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's a different kind of scissor day. I am Dan Baspris. I am very pleased to be joined by the, the prescient mind that is the great Josh Millman. At Josh Millman on Twitter, I am at Dan Baspris. And Josh, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. What's up,
1: hoopballers?
0: <laughs> Daniel,
1: what's going on? How's life
0: over on the at hoopball gaming side of things?
1: Dude, can I just tell you that Ira and Devin are bonkers? I love those dudes. <laughs> those guys are out of their courts. They're out of their minds. Like like basically like Ira has been on tilt for like the past 2 weeks because he moved from LA to Miami. So he was getting me in on the the flaming hot cheetos and Malbec
0: craze. Yeah, please tell yeah. me about what what that's I all about. I don't know,
1: man. We we basically have just like ever like we start doing games and then just somehow we end up steering the ship into an iceberg. Yeah, and that's just and that's just how the whole flaming hot Cheetos and Nowback thing came up.
0: <laughs> that's the good stuff, though. That's what people. Yeah. That's what people came for. A couple of sweet exactly. gambling takes and some flaming hot Cheetos, which to me are uh, not a digestible item. That's no,
1: a- I-, I don't know how he does it. I- I'm like, no, like he's you, a young you and I man. From, you and I are the same roots here. Like that's not our food.
0: No, he's a young man though. Flaming hot Cheetos he- is a young yeah. man's game. This is true. It's a young man's game. We have a kind of a fun thing planned for today. We don't have rock paper scissors because we're at a point in the season where effectively everyone is paper, right? Like there's Basically. There's no there's no true cuts, there's no true rocks anymore. Everyone is just interchangeable pieces at this point and you're just trying to survive your fantasy playoffs because half the league is injured and uh, they're all out indefinitely. So, Josh, in our text messaging thread a couple hours ago, came mm. up with a really good idea. I don't want to take credit for it, so I'm going to let you introduce it here. What are we doing today? Mock drafting! <laughs> I can't match your intensity, Josh.
1: I, I don't think many people can. I think I scare people. Hoop ballers, don't be scared of me. I'm actually quite docile.
0: Does that not wake, like, your, your, does that not wake your youth, your progeny up when you're screaming in your man cave?
1: Well, fortunately, the man cave is two floors below and three quarters concrete down here. Oh, that's a
0: beautiful thing.
1: Oh, it's phenomenal, dude. (laughs) Like, it it is, it's blissful.
0: Because if I did that, that would wake up the whole apartment complex.
1: No, I've got, like, multiple doors shut, like, again, concrete walls. We're all right. So why are, we doing what,
0: why are we doing what we're doing today? We're, we're mock drafting, but we're not doing very much, and we're doing it for next year. But why? What's the point? What are we, what's yeah, just, the reason behind this? All right, well, two things. One,
1: we're at the point of the season where you're in the, either in the playoffs or you're not. Like you said, Dan, we can stream guys, sure. Like, I'm, I'm not overly excited about Trey freaking Lyles at this point, but if you need to grab him, sure, go nuts. You know, that's, that's not exciting right now. But I like to look back and reflect – and see, you know, maybe things that I might have done right, things I've done wrong, but also do a little bit of prognosticating into what I would do better for next season. I almost said Caesars for a second. Um,
0: <laughs> Caesar.
1: it's just Caesars. Caesars. Um, but it just got me thinking that I don't know what the hell is going to happen in the latter parts of the first round next year.
0: You know the top two, right?
1: Well, of course. Uh, All right. Well, we're Robbins. getting ahead of ourselves.
0: We're getting ahead yeah, of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, are we going to alternate? Because that's a, that's what you did with Neil last year, right? Can I just tell you, like
1: Neil, Neil's Derek White in the fourth round might actually come true now.
0: <laughs> well, the entire Spurs team is about ready to shut her down. I,
1: I know. I know. So Derek White's going to have like a top twenty like finish to the season. So it might. He might. He might actually not regret that pick that I the, the amount of crap I gave him although no, he did yeah pick, he will he picked he picked Blake Griffin in the second round also which you know I, that's regrettable <laughs> that, and I mean yeah listen, that was regrettable Derek
0: White sitting at 140 right now so let's let's not get ahead of ourselves also to sure. those that don't know what we're talking about uh in the off season, I only did three shows a week last year and Neil and Josh were kind enough to take one of the weekly shows and you guys did mock drafts uh sort of on the fly mid-show and those were some of the funniest things ever, mostly because every time you threw it back to Neil, his response was uh, oh, oh crap, I have yeah. no idea who's next. <laughs> That's the best. It's just like, what are you looking at, Neil? It's a mock it's a mock draft. Like just pick
1: a name out of a hat and it would have been you would have been better off.
0: Literally anybody would have been fine. I love that dude. Uh-huh. Uh you guys Neil, of course, also part of the hat hoop gaming operation, That's which you right. can follow on Twitter at hootball gaming. The podcast is called Today in Sports Betting, but uh, Josh is a jack of all trades, and so what
1: a perfect plug, Dan. You yeah, like right? such
0: a pro. Segway. I, I think. Uh, I think my wife one, one, once saw a comedian who said the word "segway" when they were doing a segue. Should <laughs> maybe maybe I should start doing that on the podcast as well. So probably segway. Uh, now that you've checked out that show and you've earned a bunch of money doing it, you can place your wagers over at mybookie.ag with the promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, get a 50% deposit ba- match bonus. Couldn't decide if I wanted to say bonus match or match bonus. Again, that's I always trip on
1: that too. So.
0: Yeah, it's a weird phrasing. So basically, yep. if you're putting in $100, bucks, they are going to give you 50. That's how it works. You get a fifty percent bonus on top of whatever you deposit with your initial deposit. Again, that's mybookie.ag promo code today. Uh, should we flip a fake coin to find out who's going first? Sure. I've heard I'll radio. Sta- I've heard radio stations do that in the past. Uh, here, let's see what's near me on my table right now. I have a pen that I definitely borrowed from the <laughs> from the DoubleTree in San Jose. If it. Uh, if it lands logo up, that's heads, logo down is tails. I'm flipping it on Perfect. the table. You should be able to hear it on the podcast.
1: I just heard a thud. Oh, there it is. There's yes. the thud.
0: And it is logo side up. That's me. I'm a head. So I will opt to go first, and I will take James Harden, because at this point, why wouldn't you? <laughs> do I, why not? Do I need any explanation? I feel like the top two is where we no, the we'll... top
1: two are so obvious, so yeah. why don't I just knock out my Anthony Davis at yeah. number two? Those are, it's basically, I feel like it's pick your poison and neither one are poison. That's no, you're you're set. You're set.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm a huge Anthony Davis fan. And I think in Roto, I often, I would actually give strong consideration to him. But at this point, Harden has shown himself to be durable to the point of idiocy. He'll play through everything, even if he shouldn't. He's putting up giant numbers, even with Russell Westbrook in town. And then with Anthony Davis, he's showing that he can play through stuff when he needs to, which is kind of what I said before this last year, and I'm hoping I get a little bit of love for that in the offseason because of my weirdo hot take that Anthony Davis was going to play the most games of anybody drafted in the top five, and he's going to mm-hmm. lose that to Harden, but he's probably going to be second most ahead of Giannis, Steph, and Cat in games played That's, this that year.
1: That was a, a very good hot take, sir.
0: Yeah, I was just making making ass up on the fly at that point. But I, I know. Just,
1: that was th- actually, that was would
0: probably be pretty spicy at the time. Yeah, it was very spicy at the time. But it was really more about, it wasn't necessarily about Anthony Davis being durable. It was more that just everybody's durable until they crap out.
1: And That is the famous, that's the Soria line. Yeah. Everyone's injury prone until they're not. Everyone's healthy until they're not.
0: Yep. And all these guys that you just, there's really at this point only one, That has shown himself to just play through everything, and that's Harden. Nothing keeps that dude out. Um, So anyway, that's the top two. Now things start to get pretty interesting. You Mm -hmm. get a lot of will you, won't you on guys that were drafted in the top five this last year. Do we go back to Steph? Do you go Giannis and assume he fixes his free throws? Do you go Cat and assume that he plays through some stuff next year? I am tempted with my third pick, To indeed go back to some of these guys with that slightly higher ceiling. Even though right now, by the way, as we record this podcast, the player that's currently ranked third in nine cat totals is Nikola Jokic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? I ain't going, but I ain't going Jokic. I know. Yep. I, I'm going cat at three. I think he's, I think he plays, I think he gets healthy again next year. I think this is like a season off for him. And uh, I think he's back to seventy some odd games like next season. So give me the big man. Yeah. He's shooting three balls like a crazy person and still shooting fifty one percent from the field. He can do it all. And he was, you know, he was posting top three numbers when he was healthy. He just hasn't been healthy this year. So I think he comes back strong. I'll go cat at three.
1: I think you have to give these next two guys a pass because Towns has done it for so long now. And granted, this season was just kind of brutal. But again, you're you're top four on a per game basis. You know what his ceiling is. He could end up being the number one overall player by the end of the season. So I have no problem going back to that. Well there, and then my pick will be Steph.
0: Yeah. That was the other one I was looking at.
1: Yeah. It, it, I, I, the whole hand injury was just such a freak thing.
0: Yeah. How could you see that coming? What are we like? Well, yeah, four, four games into the year. Yeah. That, I, I, that was insane. That's it wasn't insane, his ankle. Everyone's worried it was, about his ankle wasn't and he ankle, broke wasn't his
1: hand. It wasn't anything like that. It's just, I, I think that once that injury happened, this Warriors season just fell apart. And they're going to basically retool. Clay will be back. They'll have Draymond. They'll have Wiggins, maybe. I don't know. And they'll see what they have next year. And just run that team back. And we know what Steph can do. When even when they're a super team, he's got a top five ceiling easily.
0: Yeah, and he was easily. number one. He was number one before yeah. Kevin Durant got to town. Now there's obviously been this elevation of Harden and AD and Cat with the three pointers, but I mean, I, I think a lot of people have forgotten what Steph did before Kevin Durant got to Golden State. He had a season where he averaged thirty points, five and a half boards, almost seven assists, two steals, and five threes on a fifty forty five ninety one slash line just special the only thing that concerns me what is he gonna be 33 next year i think he'll be what the hell is he right now he's 32 in a couple of days
1: Oh, okay so going into his age
0: yeah 33 so that might be a
1: little concerning to me but i i I don't think enough for me to 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 knock me off that pick
0: no i'm okay with that one i'm i'm with you on it it's and I would have gone his direction too. I just I think with Cat you might get an extra four or five games, and that could be agreed. That could yes. be the difference. There.
1: I have no issue with that. With, with taking towns over
0: overstep there. Now no where the hell do I go? Oh yes.
1: Now see, this is what I was thinking here, because again, you're either in your playoffs or you're not hoop ballers. So let's just have some fun with this, because we you know this is where next year's draft is really going to get interesting. And it was the same kind of thing this year, and I feel like it's going to be even worse next year.
0: Yeah. Um, There are guys that were going in the 6-8 to range that might get a bump up or way down. And the question is, do you trust any of these guys? Number one, I've been a noted Giannis Antetokounmpo fantasy line hater for a long time, and it became a joke with the guys, our buddies over at In This League, because I said that I didn't, I didn't think that he was ever going to get inside the top three, and then you know now he's <laughs> he's fallen off the yeah. ledge because oh of the free my throws. God. I can't, I can't take credit for knowing he was going to be that bad at the line. I just no, but it's not even that. It's just like you're basically
1: set up. You have to punt free throws mm-hmm. with him. It's which, like it's automatic.
0: Which you didn't really think going into the season. You knew he was going to be not good, but high volume, sixty three and change. It's terrible. It's it It is a sunken category. Yeah. Sunken cat at this point, I mean, to his credit, he's played in most of their games to this stretch now he's hurt his knee, and he's number twenty, which is hard to do when you're the single worst free throw shooting fantasy player on in the entire league he's He's done some pretty impressive things alongside of that, but he's not in my top five anymore. I don't know how you could put him there unless you were going into a punt and i I can't stand punting on draft day, so he's out of the mix right. for me so the the number five pick comes down to Dame, Jokic, and Kawhi. Kawhi's shown himself to be incredible. He's number three on a per game, even with all the missed games. He's number seven right now by totals. Dame is number four, but when does the the gas run out on his run? And then Jokic is number three, but how many seasons in a row can he sort of fat flop his way into the season (laughs) before really cranking it up? Because he really did. He cranked it up hard. Like a yeah. month and a half into the year, and here he is again. It's, it's that's kind of that hardened thing where it's like, if you never leave the ground, you're not going to get hurt as often. Uh, I think I'm going. I think I'm going Dame at five. Interesting. Yeah. It's it, until he shows that he's out of gas. I got to keep going his direction. He's shooting forty six percent this year, which is basically a career high. Eighty nine percent of the foul line on high volume. He's always going to help you there. He's not going to get a ton of steals, but he's got one and he's averaging 29 and 8 with with four rebounds and four three-pointers a game. By all accounts, he's having his best season of his career this season.
1: Yeah. Dame I just high. wonder if like I I just wonder how much that Portland team is going to change this offseason.
0: They should. I mean, there's going to be this whole Nurkic Whiteside thing going on. So they got to move yeah. one of those dudes, but I don't I don't see how anybody takes usage away from Dame, right?
1: No, probably not. I I doubt it. I just wonder what happens with, with CJ McCollum because his name keeps coming up in rumors. And if that team's going to do something, I feel like that pairing is going to end up getting broken up one way or another.
0: You know, you're right to be skeptical because it's hard to draft a guy when they are coming off the best season of their careers. You're Mm -hmm. sort of paying the ultimate premium on him, but I don't know. I mean, he's not even 30 yet. So there should still be something left in the tank. He's, fairly durable he doesn't miss that many games a couple here and there in his career no you know earth-shattering stuff but I mean if he does the same thing again next year or even takes a tiny step back that still puts him inside the top eight and at pick five I just want a guy that's not going to blow things up I, I don't need the number one dude I just need with not yep. the number 20 guy
1: I'm with you I, I, I'm not arguing I, I I think we had the same conundrum with Jokic and and Lillard yeah, it was. Year. That's right. It was just behind it was be the honest. exact same conundrum.
0: There was the six-seven conundrum instead of the five-six yeah. conundrum. Now, right, right, right. So
1: I have no problem there, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Kawhi at number six, though. I'm good with it. I'm good with it.
0: Yeah. I have I'm a gonna lot take of Kawhi, Kawhi at number six because at at this point, this is a nine-category Roto draft, right? It's it's yes, it is
1: a nine-category Roto draft, and Kawhi we we already know has practically zero holes in his fantasy game. And at uh, this point you know what you're you know what you're getting.
0: You yeah, he's better.
1: Getting. He looks better than ever before. He looks great. And you know what? The back to back you're you're going to have to anticipate that Kawhi is going to play anywhere from sixty seven to seventy games at most next season. That's just basically the mm-hmm. way he's not going to play in back to back. So he figured somewhere between eleven and fourteen back to backs, which is I guess the, the the norm in the NBA, and he's not going to play in any of them. But you know what? Even with that pace, which he's had all this year, still number seven guy in total. Yeah, and it could
0: potentially improve. Exactly. He's... So I'm
1: comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with the number three per game guy because he has put up some absolute monsters over the course of the year. And the Clippers, they, they need him. They need him to keep up with with the Lakers and the Nuggets and whoever else and the Warriors next year, you know, if they expect to be in the thick of that Western Conference race. I like Kawhi number six.
0: There's actually a very real chance that he finishes as the number five player in totals this year. Yeah, he could pass Chris Paul and Hassan Whiteside before the season.
1: Taking a quarter of the season off as usual, it's crazy. I
0: I mean, I still think Chris Paul misses a game somehow. I I mean, as much as I'm. Like knocking on wood and thrilled that I have him everywhere and how good he's been. I don't. I know. I don't know how but he like, plays all eight. Like too. We said,
1: what did we? What did we
0: say earlier? Guys are injury prone until they're not. Until they're not. He's happy again. He got out from under he's, Houston. It's crazy. Yep. And then with Whiteside, I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. I know Nurkic is going to play a couple of minutes. I don't think he's going to take his job, but I don't see how Hassan keeps playing thirty-two minutes a game. Probably not. So. Yeah, Kawhi could be the number five guy missing fifteen games this year. That's, That's crazy. It's remarkable. Uh, boof. All right. Well, I guess you you've left me Jokic. I'm not going to complicate I have, things. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. Oh God. Now you left. Oh God. But now I. Yeah. Have you're the in. You're
0: pick. in the soup now, man. Oh <laughs> man, this is the problem pick. Well, here's the other. Well, wait, wait. Let me back up Stupid a second here.
1: San Jose Marriott Pen. What did you do to me?
0: <laughs> Got you good this time. It really did. <laughs> but wait, before we even go to your pick, this will, and this will buy yep. you some time to think on it. Yeah. Do I actually want to draft Jokic, or do I want to let someone else draft him and buy low on him after a month?
1: Oh, like, are you just mocking my trade?
0: Why? Did you trade in, him away? In our league? Because
1: that's basically what I did. I got tired of Fat Jokic, and I was like,
0: done. <laughs> Not at all. I don't remember anything that anybody did in that league. No, no, no. no. But, uh, I can't remember what I did two I, days maybe... ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. No, I, look. I think he's proven that he's as safe as safe can be. I don't, and a lesson learned there is just don't, you know, even if he comes in at 350 pounds, he will work his way through it. And by the end of the season, you'll have had yourself a, you know, your, your, your standard top five or or whatever. Nikola Jokic run. So I wouldn't play with too much fire there.
0: You think people are going to remember that? I feel like people are, have a very bad short-term memory. And they're going to look at his overall numbers and they're going to be like, sweet, last year was a victory all the way around. Jokic was clearly a top 10 player the entire season. There were no bumps along the way. I will draft him at five, and then they're going to be like,
1: uh-oh. The internet's a wacky place. I'm sure there'll yep. be plenty of fat Jokic memes going around this summer. So.
0: And that's when you can get him. So maybe it's, there's something. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't know. I right, honestly don't know who the hell would I draft if I didn't take Jokic there. You're you're in a real tight spot. I'm in a real tight spot. So
1: I'm going to just.
0: I am going to take Jokic, by the way. I'm not going to. That's
1: fine. I'm not going to complicate gonna, things. I'm going to reach back and, and take Giannis mm-hmm. at number eight.
0: Yeah, it'd be because, weird to see him go much farther than that.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I can't possibly imagine a scenario where he exits the first round. And, and yet, now, granted, his season-long free throw shooting is sixty-four percent now, but over the course of his career, he's been in the the low to mid seventies. So any bump back to career norms is certainly is, is can only help. But you know, per game. Prior to this season, with again with the free throws being such an anchor, six, seven, and five. So in my mind, I'm getting a value at number eight.
0: Yeah, I mean you basically are at that point. Yeah. Mm. That's a tough one, though. If it doesn't come back, you've now set your I've team. I now milled.
1: basically set myself up where I am basically out a category. Yeah, you have to but draft, I, but, uh, but I feel. But this is also the thing where at eight, nine, ten, and beyond. Those are kinds of scenarios you're going to have to think about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean if you oh, so if you take Giannis in the first round, you kind of have to earmark like Gallo in the fourth. Mm. And possibly someone like a Kyle Lowry in the second or third. Maybe the third probably. DeMar DeRozan maybe in the fourth. You almost yeah, have so to like plan three guys to offset his free throw. For sure. Booker. Booker, yeah, he makes sense. Yeah. Where the hell did he end up? Has he fallen off? No, he's actually been pretty good no, by totals. He's still He's still really good. Okay. Yeah, he had a weird little stretch there where he, the shot wasn't falling as well. But he's been yeah. oddly healthy this year. Yes, this is true. Devin Booker, sixty one games to to this point in shooting
1: time. shooting lights out, yeah.
0: It has come down though. He was at fifty and a half yeah, percent. No, 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 I
1: I I kind of like how like I looked at the numbers once
0: how is he shooting fifty percent? My God. Yeah, I don't know how he ever gets higher than top thirty, unless he gets steals, which I don't. I don't see right. that coming anytime. No, soon. that and that
1: doesn't happen. But again, a, so that that would make an interesting pairing.
0: It would. You He's know, a great a, foul a shooter and a, and a Booker. That's a perfect pairing, actually. Yeah, you cover your a lot of your stuff there, mm-hmm. and Booker ninety two percent on seven free throws a game. You could knock out Giannis's awful free throw shooting with. A combination of Trey Young and Devin Booker in your second and third rounds, if you want. I do Although, like that. I don't know if Trey's getting we'll, back we'll, to you here.
1: Young, that, I was just about to say, I don't know if Trey Young will make it back to me, though.
0: Yeah, he's so he actually has the 10th category that uh, I mentioned with Brandon Marcus on the Monday Premium Show. The 10th category now is durability. Can guys bounce back quickly from injury? And for Trey Young, he's been injured three or four times this year, and I don't think he's missed more than one game in any of them.
1: Right? Yeah, every like a, time I hear him like, yeah, he's tweaking ankle, it's like, oh, he's questionable, he'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Misses one game, he's back by Wednesday. That's rub a,
1: some dirt on rub some dirt on it, just throw him back in the lineup, no
0: problem. That's a really big deal in yeah. the modern NBA. Most of these guys, when they miss one, they're gonna miss two weeks. What happened last time? He had to he was like battling a god awful flu and he took one game off and then he was like, you know what, I'm gonna play and just suck for a night. But at least he played. <laughs> Uh so no, I don't think he's actually gonna get back to you. What the hell pick was was that one for you? That was Wait, eight? that was eight.
1: Giannis was eight.
0: Oh boy, nine. Um yeah. We're in it now, the, aren't we? These decisions,
1: uh, but this again, this was my point. This is why I wanted to do this exercise because well, let's wrap up nine and ten because we can prattle off names for days that we could see ourselves taking late in this first round.
0: Oh boy, nine. This is This is a tough one for me. Uh, If I'm looking at players that are currently in that range this season that could actually finish it out, it would put guys like LeBron in that bucket, who's getting older, but he's an Android, so I'm not that worried about it. Uh, Trey Young, who's been, again, very durable, awful with turnovers, but the other stuff has been excellent. Jason Tatum, by the way, is currently number 10 by totals. It's crazy. Yeah. At, At a bio at 11. And per game. Yeah, he's all, isn't he, where is he at per game? He's like mid-second he's round? 10. Is he also? Wait, am I looking? I, thought, I think so. Oh, I've got him at 13. Still very right, good. Yeah,
1: okay, all right.
0: That's still very, very good. Um, I don't think I'm going Tatum. I don't think I'm going Trey at nine. I think I'm looking more at someone like LeBron and possibly actually LeBron who also puts a dent into your free throw percent, but you sort of have to just live with it. Other guys that were drafted around this range last year, by the way, uh, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler. Does any of those guys? Uh, they, they all do. Yeah, Embiid is a huge injury the, and, issue. Yeah, Beal has shown himself to, I mean, he's rebounded admirably. Big here. time, big time. And then Jimmy Butler's just been quietly good all season long. I think at nine, if you're stuck with a pick, is this a is this a ten-team league or a twelve-team league? It actually changes I mean, for, what the, I'm for
1: doing. the sake of for our sakes. We're just going to cap it at ten because we could be doing this all night.
0: Yeah, if it's a ten-team league and I'm going to get a pick coming back here pretty soon, you actually can take a tiny bit more risk than if it was a twelve-team league and it comes back to you at like pick. What would that be? Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're stuck, well, what a minute, Wait, I'm at nine, so I was wrong. It'd be nine, and, six, nine yeah. and sixteen, huh? I don't know. Nine and 16? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, well, no, you're, you're right. To... Nine and 16. Nine and I don't know. Someone's going to correct yeah. us on that. Nine and 15. Yeah. It's either nine and 15 or nine and 16. No, no, it's
1: nine and 16. It's nine and 16.
0: Okay. I got you, man. Thank you. Um, yeah. If I got to wait around until number 16 for my next pick, a lot of these interesting guys are going to be off the board, and you're going to be one tier lower without question. And so in that spot, if it's a 12-team league, I'm probably going Jimmy Butler, just to know that I have a solid... This guy's gonna be inside the top 15. He's not he might not be number nine, but he's also not gonna kill my team. Uh LeBron would have been my second choice there. but one of those two guys. If I have a pick coming right back to me, basically three picks later, then you can take a little bit more risk. I think you could go Beal there if you think that John Walls to impact him in any way. Uh, but you know, there's there's better upside perhaps than Jimmy Butler. I think you could even potentially go Trey Young there. Because you've got another pick coming back to you. You can do some pairing. For our purposes here, it's either Butler or LeBron for me. And, I mean, it's basically a coin flip at that point. I'll, I'll just go LeBron because I'm a Laker fan for this podcast. Since I, nev- I never get to pick any Lakers on anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too pragmatic, but this doesn't count. So I'll go LeBron.
1: You, you had the opportunity to take Anthony Davis number one, but you left them to me. So. I did.
0: I was pragmatic once. This time yes. I'm going I'm to go with for love of the game.
1: I'm going to take Trey Young.
0: Oh, you animal at 10. I
1: know, I, but I, I'm, I, you, you kind of talked me into it just because you can either go with, you know, the, I guess, the Dan Bessris old man squad here in, in LeBron and Jimmy Butler. <laughs> you know what you're going to get. <laughs> you do. Well, that's fine. Do you think there's another gear in Trey
0: Young? What's he shooting? He's, this tw- year
1: he's 21 Four, years old.
0: Boy, I don't know how much more could he possibly be? I don't know, with? but but he
1: shoots, you know, he's shooting 43 percent on the season and his turnovers are astronomical, obviously. And, that, and that's not going to really change all that, that much. But what if he just goes supernova like Steph and says, I'm going to knock down five or six three pointers a game and, and my
0: and I, I want to win a scoring title? Hmm. Where's he at in per game right now? Trey's eighteen? Trey
1: is seventeen.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know if there's enough there for me to get him into a first rounder on a per game basis. I think but I have no problem with the draft pick because we've like we said, he has he has that weird little thing where he gets banged up, but his body recovers quickly. Yeah. And what Some if he decides
1: to play defense?
0: <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. Wishful all.
1: thinking, I know. <laughs>
0: yeah. But. I don't I just don't think his profile is to get a ton of steals but no could his assist he could he could hit 10 assists a game he could get from 9.3 to 10 does he get to like 34 35 does he
1: just say you know what I'm I'm gonna take on Harden for a scoring
0: title I hope not he's already taken 21 shots a game yeah Harden Harden's Harden's almost
1: at 23
0: so is Beal oddly enough the only two guys I think that have attempted more shots a game than Trey yeah I think, right? Is anybody else above Trey's 20.7 or Those 20.8? Guys,
1: uh, oddly enough, uh, Russell Westbrook.
0: Oh, I'll be damned. Yeah, 22.7. I didn't, I didn't scroll down my sheet far enough here. Well, they, <laughs>
1: for <laughs> obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, I didn't think I'd see anybody taking that many shots outside of the top 20. But here we are. Yes. Hmm. All right, yeah, I mean, you got durability on your side there. That's a, that's a weapon. I also just think when you and, and
1: again, this is why I want to do this exercise, because at the end of that round, guys like Trey Young, Luka Doncic. If you don't pick them,
0: you're not going to see them. Oh, no, they ain't getting back to you.
1: Uh, and, and I'm trying to wrap my head around and it's going to be that question on what your preference is. Do you go for a guy like LeBron or Jimmy Butler or Bradley Beal? Or do you swing for the fences with a Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum? I mean, Where, what what do we think of now? I, I did this exercise for this name and this name only,
0: Zion Williamson. I have no trust in Zion yet. It's not he's not there for me. I he's not there yet. But like, don't, but what,
1: Like, are we not going to be surprised when the draft hype like shoots his ADP through the ceiling?
0: Oh, I'm He was a, he was a third
1: round pick this year. I can't before wait. the knee injury.
0: Yeah. He was going crazy. He was even creeping into some seconds. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait until he gets boosted into the third and second round again and just somebody takes him so I don't have to worry about it. That's just all the guys that I want getting one pick closer to me. That won't, he will not be on my draft board. It just, that, I, I love it. I love it when picks go by and all of the guys in my queue are still there. It's my favorite thing on earth. I'm
1: telling you, I just sense that he's going to get just, his price tag is just going to get jacked up.
0: Yeah, you and I are a couple shows away, I think, from where he'd come off our mock draft Probably, board <laughs> but but
1: but I don't, but I again, you, you and I aren't playing against each other. We're playing no. against everyone else who's going to see that and feel the need to pounce on Zion in the middle of the second round.
0: Good. Go do it. I give you guys all permission. By the way, to your Trey Young pick, I don't think he's that I don't think he's that risky. I don't think he's that risky either. No. I mean, you But I but I also think there's room for him to grow. Yeah. I don't have any problem with it. Uh I do have a little bit of fear with Luka, who you mentioned as sort of the other guy there because his percentages have both improved yeah. Yeah. and yet not enough. What what more could that Dude, I mean, I, I say that, and then he'll probably figure out a way to do more. But he basically needs to average a triple double to get any higher than where he is right now, unless he fixes his percentages.
1: The percentages are really what's killing him. I, I, I just hopefully that now that he's got a season under his belt with uh with Kristaps, that there will be some help there. But the free throw shooting is like it's very odd. Yeah, it's really odd for him because I mean. Some of these guys can shoot the ball, you know, they shoot the ball effortlessly from half court, you know, no big deal, and they get to the free throw line and they can't do it. I don't know what
0: that is. Nope. Couldn't tell you. Close their yeah. eyes. They might be better off. All right. We'll put the list out uh, alongside the podcast so everybody can remember what order we did these things in, and I'll probably mess it up, and Josh will probably have to correct me. Uh, happy Scissor Day to you, sir. Thank you for having me, as always. This is great. Who oh, ballers! Hello! <laughs> little moxies a
1: I needed day one more i need one more <clears throat> i had to get it in
0: oh you want to do another one
1: no no no, I, no I, just that I, one just yelling or giving a hoop baller
0: i appreciate that he is Come the boy. great josh millman at josh millman thanks for making it easy m-i-l-l-m-a-n on the twitter you can catch him there doing all the hoop ball stuff hey don't you have an article coming out here any second now
1: i i hope so I'm surprised I haven't gotten a call from Panda yet. So
0: (laughs) we will, we don't need to air that part.
1: No, 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 we don't. That's all right.
0: He's Josh. Thanks a bunch, man.
1: Awesome, man. Take care guys.
0: I love that dude. That's Josh Millman. One of the best of the best of the best hoop ball is unbelievably fortunate to have that man on staff. Quick recap here on what went down on a very short Monday. Now we'll get you prepped for Tuesday and a little look at our streaming calendar as well. Charlotte and Atlanta, Played what you might call a high scoring game, and it took a lot of extra time to get there. And uh, we got all sorts of numbers to look at. Caleb Martin, the Martin that we had been overlooking, played 36 and a half minutes and had a really big ball game. Cody Martin had a quieter game, although he played 35 minutes as well. And who really knows what either of these guys is going to do on a night to night basis? Go figure that out. Trey Young. Led the Hawks to victory. It took a while. As we mentioned, thirty-one point sixteen points, assists. Cam Reddish played through a lower leg injury and had 22. Dwayne Dedman had 14-9 and nine with three blocks. I'm, I'm into that. DeAndre Hunter played through, I believe it was a knee thing. And so, of course, when all of those guys are healthy, Kevin Herter, 12 shots in 46 minutes. He had 10-5-6, and six, but he takes a big hit when all of those guys are, are healthy enough to go. That's the story with Atlanta right now. They have a weird playoff schedule. Uh, It's a little bit of a mixed bag. They have three games this week. That was one of them. So only Wednesday and Saturday. Then they have four next week before falling completely off the map with a two-gamer and then a three-gamer. And if your league goes to the end, they only go four times the final week and a half. So the Hawks have one more good week in them. It's next week, which is probably part of your playoff setup. And then they just disappear. They play four games the 16th through the 21st, and then they're off for four consecutive days. In fact, I don't, I don't actually know how many teams even have a four-day off stretch during the fantasy playoffs, but the Hawks are one of them. So get what you can out of them now because Trey Young John Collins are probably the only guys you're willing to use at that juncture. Bismack Biyombo reappeared from the wilderness. He didn't start, but he played 34 and a half minutes at 10 and 6 with a couple of blocks. I truly don't know. Willie Hernan Gomez was the guy who got kicked out of the center rotation. I thought this was supposed to be the one if it was like three-on-three-off where Biz would be starting and Zeller would be off the bench, but that's not how it worked out. Frankly, it's so messy, I don't think you want to deal with it. Denver beat Milwaukee. This was the zombie bucks. They rested their entire starting lineup. Giannis, Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Eric Bledsoe. I guess Wesley Matthews played, although you know he DiVincenzo, george hill you can make an argument that any of those guys is the fifth guy but whatever Kyle Korver he was putting up giant numbers in this one which is a damn shame cuz i didn't start him in my 30 deep cuz i thought oh Kyle Korver he ain't going to do anything Robin Lopez got the start for brook and had 11 points, 5 boards, 3 assists. DJ Wilson had 10 and 9. This is a weird ball game. Milwaukee said no thanks to the back to the back to back in altitude. For the Nuggets uh the timeshare went to Jeremy Grant, who played 29 minutes of this one. I think he just finished things out. Millsap had a good first half, rode that to a big ball game, and they didn't really need him late. Jokic played 29 minutes. They didn't need him late. Jamal Murray played 38 minutes for reasons unknown, but this was a situation where the Nuggets were able to get their regulars a little bit of rest. Will Barton looked good again as well. Uh, the Jeremy Grant, Paul Millsap thing, I, I still think you have to lean Millsap because he's starting, but there's also a part of me that says you don't really need to lean to any of them. You don't have to. And then Toronto, somehow impervious to the altitude back-to-back, except for OG Ananobi who got hurt and then later ejected. Marcus was resting. Norman Powell turned his ankle a minute and a half into the ballgame. That's a crushing blow if that was a games cap for one of your teams, which... If you're in Roto like me, it probably was. Serge Ibaka, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry all picked up the pieces. They each scored 20 or more, and Toronto held Utah to just 92 points. Ugly game for the Jazz. Joe Ingles played well, though. Donovan Mitchell did not. Mike Conley was decent. Again, he's been uh, decent enough, and Rudy Gobert got ejected, along with Ananobi, at the end of the fourth quarter. We'll see if anything comes of that. But uh, just just a terribly ugly game for Gobert. He was in foul trouble the whole night. And uh, Utah never got it going. And the worst of them all was Boyan Bogdanovich. Got to give a shout-out to his terrible ballgame. As far as what's coming up tonight, it's a nine-game Tuesday. The Knicks are in Washington. We'll keep an eye on Shabazz Napier. He's the guy to watch on that Washington side. Not really much to care about with the Knicks these days. They're the usual fare. For Washington, does Shabazz wake up? Did that last ballgame give him the kick in the pants that he needed to say, you know what, I can actually be a part of this team. I can actually do something on offense. It's allowed. Boston at Indiana, there's nothing with Boston. Indiana, I don't think that you venture beyond the main guys, even with Brogdon out, potentially for relatively long term at this point. Cleveland, Uh, Tristan Thompson was ruled out early, so that just means that the path to Larry Nance minutes is wide open again. They'll play him at small forward. He'll get all the backup power forward and center minutes he can handle. Love it. Top 70 guy. Maybe better. Does Kevin Porter Jr. come back? Does Darius Garland come back? As I said on yesterday's show, I think Porter's the guy you're watching between those two dudes. But if you're in the playoffs, you obviously can't pick guys up unless you know they're in. And even if he does come back, this is, you know, he's getting out of the concussion protocol. These guys are a little bit wobbly for a bit. Chicago, minutes count increasing for guys like Otto Porter and Lowry Markkinen. They should both obviously be used at this point. That's not the question mark with the Bulls. Question mark, I think, is, and Zach Levine's already been ruled out, so we're not going to get our answer on what kind of staying power Shaq Harrison might have, but presumably he should play well in this one against a Cleveland team where you can rack up defensive stats, you can rack up all sorts of stuff. Cleveland has been playing a little bit better since the coaching change. Given that, trying harder. Sometimes that's all it takes is trying a little bit. Orlando, let's see if the DJ Augustine train can continue. I'm skeptical. For Memphis, I don't think we're getting anybody back, although Jaron Jackson Jr. did tweet out back soon, a couple of back soon emojis with the text. It's going to be a good week. So maybe he pops up out of the blue. Who knows? That basically would kill Gorgie Jang, who's kind of been dead all by himself anyway. And then DeAnthony Melton is going to start getting squeezed, too. As guys come back, all the minutes he's able to chew up at different positions on the floor, those positions are going to start to fill up again. I think you can likely move on from him as well. Dallas at San Antonio. Uh, I believe most of the key players for Dallas are questionable, so you just keep an eye on the health stuff there. San Antonio, DeJounte Murray was a late add to the injury report On Monday night, with a strained calf, he could be out for a couple of weeks. Derek White becomes a massive addition. LaMarcus Aldridge is doubtful as the San Antonio Spurs playoff hopes are starting to drift away, and the longer these guys miss and the more games the Spurs lose, the less likely they are to feel like they need to come back. So that hurts. That hurts a lot. seemed like they were within striking distance and Memphis was losing a bunch of games, and now the Spurs are losing games too. Trey Lyles will continue to be a good stream as long as LaMarcus is out. DeMar DeRozan, obviously, he'll do... I keep saying obviously. I got to get off of that. DeMar DeRozan is just going to keep doing all the stuff. I just, I feel bad because I'm going through some previously trotted terrain here. Minnesota! Yeah. Nas Reed, probably decent enough. I think he'll hang in there against Houston because he's not that tall. He's a quicker center. James Johnson, he should see some playing time here if uh, Minnesota has to go small against the Rockets. Rockets are in a deep slump. This is an opportunity for them to scrape out a victory. No changes there. Phoenix, do we get DeAndre Ayton back? Will Aaron Baines play 35 minutes again? All of these questions and more. Cam Johnson's out for a couple of weeks. He has mono, the kissing disease. Good on you, Cam. I don't know what you've been doing on those road trips, but uh, you got caught. Portland. Yusuf Nurkic expects to make his return here shortly. I don't think that he'll be playing many minutes, and I don't think you need to stash him. But it's going to put a little bit of a dent into us on Whiteside. Slowly, not right out of the shoot. He'll be fine. He doesn't need as many minutes as he's had this year to be fantasy effective. But you know, maybe not a first rounder the last couple of weeks of the year. That's a high bar, though. Brooklyn's in L.A. LeBron is questionable for this game. Growing a little sore after a wild weekend of beating up on the Clippers and the Bucks. Brooklyn is an interesting case study because they had their coaching change. And then we saw more veterans. That was already happening even under the old regime. And you got to think that maybe that was the start of it. The men on high telling Kenny Atkinson, you got to roll the veterans out there a little bit more. And Kenny was like, are you serious, man? This is like, we have no Kyrie, we have no Kevin Durant. What's the point? And then they were like, you know what? Maybe you were better with the young guys. Bye-bye. So DeAndre Jordan looks like a really good fantasy play all of a sudden. And then the Clippers are in Golden State to take on the Warriors. Clippers might be pissed about losing to the Lakers. They've generally shown some anger on a bounce back. With the Dubs, would love to see Dre and Steph get out there, but I believe Dre is out and Steph is questionable, so who knows? It might be the replacements once again. And for the Clippers, they're really a two-fantasy-player team at this point. That's your Tuesday preview. I wanted to try to knock that out pretty quick because I also wanted to go back to our discussion, our continuing saga here of streaming stuff. Brooklyn, Boston, and Chicago. We talked about this before. If you had guys that you picked up that were playing Monday that don't have many games left this week, for instance, Norman Powell for sure now, with the turned ankle and him not playing again until Saturday... You might not get any more games out of him. You probably need to move on from Norm Powell. And really anybody else on a team that played on Monday that doesn't have many games left this week. Milwaukee only has two games left this week. They played on Monday. Now certainly you're not you're not going to drop someone like a Middleton or a Bledsoe. Well, maybe a Bledsoe if he's out another ball game. not going to drop a Giannis. You're not going to drop Brook Lopez. We're just talking about the Dante G. Vincenzos of the world. The guys that put up some stuff. Atlanta, we talked about already. I know they've got a good week next week, but if you're sitting on a Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, they only have two games the rest of this week. Boston, Brooklyn, Chicago, all of those teams, they each have four. You could drop Kevin Herter, even if he gets you, you know, 15, 4, and 4 in the next ballgame. And he does that twice. That's 38 and 8. You think you'd say you could find somebody that could get you that in four ball games, averaging seven and a half points, two boards, and two assists? Hell yeah, you could. You don't even need a good player to get to that point. Chicago's got a handful of weirdos that are coming off the bench these days. Denzel Valentine would probably get you that in four ball games. Shaquille Harrison almost definitely would. That young, if he got dropped, would do it. Maybe you pivot to Boston. Did someone drop Daniel Tice because he hasn't been that great lately? Still decent enough. Maybe it's Brooklyn. Maybe you pick up DeAndre Jordan. Maybe there's a Garrett Temple sighting. There are guys out there on these teams that are not going to really be fantasy names, right? Like I don't think Garrett Temple has owned almost any place. He's been hurt. He turned out turned an ankle, so he's not your choice. He's, I believe he's out already for this game. But I, I, it's a point to be made just looking at the Brooklyn roster. Joe Harris, he might not be on a fantasy team. Wilson Chandler played 22 minutes in the last game. Tarion Prince, he's been terrible all season long, but give him four ball games, he'll outperform Kevin Herter in two. That's what I'm saying here. One move, two extra games in your fantasy ledger. At least, if it's the Raptors we're talking about, one move, three extra games or four if Powell's out the rest of the week. You have to make those types of moves. On the other hand, if, like we talked about, you had loaded up on Utah Jazz or other teams that are uh, pretty well set with games for the first few days this week, you don't have to make that substitution yet. In fact, if you have an Atlanta Hawk, you don't have to drop them. They still have a game on Wednesday. So you could make the move on Thursday and still get a two-game bump if you wanted to get, you know, one extra game out of Herder. Let's say you were comparing Herder to Shaq Harrison and you didn't know. You could make the move to Harrison now or you could wait until Thursday. Either way, you gain two games on your ledger. But at that point, then you have to make the move. And probably there's an argument to be made that says, hold on to that, that roster move as long as possible in case someone on your team gets hurt you want to make sure you have that available. The point I'm trying to make here is you don't have to make the moves today, but there now are opportunities for you to make one roster move and add two games to your streaming chart. And I think that's all I really want to touch on today because I don't want you guys picking up Mavericks, for instance. I know they go today and tomorrow, but then they only have one game after that the rest of the week. So if you use a move on a Maverick, you have to use another move on Thursday. You have to. You, you put yourself in a spot where you absolutely must do it. There are arguments to be made for it. You know, if you add uh, a Raptor, like we were talking about, let's say you were sitting on Toronto Raptor that only has one game the rest of the week, you could make a move today and get a game today and a game tomorrow, which would be, now you've got three games out of that slot on your roster with using one roster move. And then maybe you go to Chicago, Boston, or Brooklyn, and you add another two games there. And that becomes a roster slot that went from a two-game week to a six-game week with two moves. You could do that. I just don't like the idea of having to use two moves on the same slot. You run out of moves quickly that way. If you only have four in the week, and you're dedicating two to one spot in your lineup to one roster slot, you don't leave much margin for error especially if you have some jazz that you want to dump on Sunday that we had talked about before. So I would say if at all possible, don't use any moves today, but if you have a Raptor, you kind of have to. So then the question becomes, do you want to just make one move to Chicago, Boston, or Brooklyn and be set with that roster spot the rest of the week? So you've used one move, you've gained three extra games and maybe you have two Raptors. You could make two moves Gain six games, and then try to sit on things until the end of the week. Or, if it's not Toronto, maybe you buy yourself until Wednesday. I think Milwaukee, you should probably move on as well, because they have two games, but they come on Thursday and Saturday. So there's a two-game gap here where you do put yourself in a tight spot. If you sit on a Milwaukee guy to Friday, the most you can gain by making move after that is one extra game with that one move you're making. If you make the move today, you can gain two games played. Atlanta is one of the ones where you could wait because they go Monday, Wednesday. And I think, I believe they're the only team that goes Monday, Wednesday that doesn't have four games. Charlotte, Denver go Monday, Wednesday, but they have two more after that. That's your streaming calendar. I promised that I would read some of our recent reviews of Fantasy NBA Today on iTunes at the end of the podcast today. So we will do that before we wrap things up on this episode of Fantasy NBA Today. And I'll tell you how you can do it after we read through them. We had a couple of new submissions here uh, starting over the weekend. You, You into it. You into it. Dan, uh, fantastic listen. This one's not funny, actually, but it's nice. Dan's joy and passion for the game is evident and comes across on each and every podcast, makes for an enjoyable start to your day or a relaxing drive home. Cool. Thanks, man. Uh, Our buddy in Mongolia, love listening to you, Dan. The best fantasy basketball podcast. He likes to reference, as he likes to reference from movies. Here is one from iRobot that I changed a little bit. You are the silliest, smartest person and also nerdiest-looking, funniest person. I don't care about grammar on podcast reviews. (laughs) There you go. Thanks, buddy. And number two says Dan is very passionate about Fantasy Hoops and its shows. There's some very useful advice here. Thanks, man. So we got a few new ones. And if you guys want to have your reviews read live on the show with your name and silliness all wrapped up in it, you can do so on iTunes via the podcast tab you search for Fantasy NBA Today or the podcast app. On your mobile device, if it's an Apple-branded mobile device, you search for Fantasy NBA Today, click on the show title, and scroll down to the bottom. That's where you can leave five stars and write a review, and as mentioned, we will read it right here on air. Big thank you to Josh Millman, big thank you to MyBookie.ag, and big thank you to all of you guys that have continued to rate and review the podcast if you want to be a part of our sales division or the new host, if you think you can handle it of the Pelicans podcast here at HoopBall, hit me up at Dan Basperis or write an email to teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Folks, enjoy your slightly busier Tuesday. Back at you tomorrow with the great Brandon Marcus on the show. We're having some fun here in playoff week one. Streaming time. Still later, everybody.